Merry Christmas, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Jerks of the Fourth Row podcast. Join with me is the biggest Christmas elf I know, Dog. Merry Christmas, man. How's it going? Hey, yo, ho, ho, ho. How's it going there? <laughs> I, I think Laura, a long time ago, coined me Dog on a Log as opposed the to... The Dog on the show. Log. That's right. Yep. That's probably Sorry. where I'm getting it from. In, in true trans- er, full transparency, we, we took us a couple times to get that opening right because we were just laughing so much. But Dog, in the Christmas spirit, how... How's it going? Are you watching any Christmas movies? Merry Christmas, first off. Yes, um, I have been. Um, not in, in like, so not like Halloween. I watched movies in preparation for this podcast, but that's the difference with with me, my my movie choices. I, I really get excited for Christmas movies and Christmas season in general. Same. I like the horror genre better, so I think I lean towards... Um, Halloween movies more, but you can't help but turn on the TV, turn on Netflix, whatever, and get in the Christmas spirit by watching uh, some Christmas movies. And that's what we're going to talk about today. The the title of this podcast is um, uh, A Christmas from the Fourth Row, Us Jerks. And whether it's a Hallmark movie or a comedy or, you know, we'll get into different, is it a Christmas movie or not categories. We're just here to just kind of Reach deep into Santa's sack and see what comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not the only sack you'll be reaching oh, for. All right. <laughs> uh, nah. um, this is a bit of a uh, nostalgia podcast where we're, because Phil and I have experienced Christmas together, which is, you know, not, not all the family has, you know, and Phil and I have experienced almost every single Christmas starting at Graham's. Then, you know, when mom and dad kind of inherited, um, you know, hosting Christmas, we, we took a, you know, played a big role in hosting and stuff. So Christmas is a big deal for both of us. Um, but also we've experienced most, you know, Christmas media or Christmas movies together. Uh, Cause I mean, just by, you know. Oh, sure. I mean, I think the first one, and we're, we're going to try not to talk about it the entire time is Christmas vacation. It's, it's something that if you're listening from, either side of the family, you know that it's something that starts at Thanksgiving usually and, and gets played once or twice all the way through Christmas. Though, I got to admit, I haven't watched it this season. Have you? No, I haven't watched it. I mean, I think I might have, you know, clicked by it the other day or maybe Maddie was watching it or something like that. But it's it's hard not to quote in the Christmas season. And so that's one that we quote kind of year round. It's made its way. That, that's one movie that our family has kind of... Uh, rallied around or kind of focused on even outside of the Christmas holiday. Yeah, there's some family members I just basically what like we do with Dumb and Dumber and Tommy Boy with our friends. There's some family members that we you can't get together without at least one or two Chris, you know Clark Griswold lines being spout. Oh, as, as one or two, more like 10, 15. Yeah. It's just like, you know, it's it's limitless. But but we're not going to focus on that too much. We're going to mostly focus on the, the movies that get us in the Christmas spirit. Um, I recently watched um, uh, Christmas Carol with the Muppets, and I was totally uh, officially in Christmas mode. So before we get into our our favorite Christmas movies, uh, in you know typical jerks fashion, I say we define what is a Christmas movie because 
you know, we're also, I, there's, there's a lot of talk around whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie or yeah, not. That's been done. I don't want to do that, though. But like, Neither do I. Neither do I. But I do want to define what a Christmas movie is off the bat. Okay. So, actually, you're, you're setting me up to spike one down, dog. I've got five movies here that I want to run by you. Quick yes or no, whether it's a quick Christmas movie or not. We didn't even plan this in pre-production, but this is great. So, so one being Nightmare Before Christmas. So that's a great one. I had that in mind because it's kind of like Maddie and I were talking, is it a Halloween movie or is it a Christmas movie? I mean, can it be um, both? I think we on the Halloween pod, we defined it as a Halloween movie, but what, what's your yeah, call? I think it's a Halloween movie in that it's like Tim Burton and it's spooky. Um, but I think at core, it's actually a Christmas movie. Um, so yes, I'm going to go ahead yeah. and say yes, it is a Christmas movie. Um, and even though it's, you know, the it's got a macabre, macabre tone to it. It's, uh, it's still, it, it's a Christmas movie, definitely. Okay. So as we said before, like Die Hard gets debated, you know, back and forth as an act. Because it's an action movie, I think people kind of go back and forth whether it's a Christmas movie. One that's goes un, that goes forgotten that is another action movie was Batman Returns. So the one where Danny DeVito plays the Penguin. If you remember that movie, it is all it revolves around Christmas, but yet this when it comes to the debate, it gets left out. Do you consider first of all, have you seen Batman Returns? And second, do you yeah. consider it a Christmas movie? Yes. Uh and no, I wouldn't, but that's a great point. Like all his like little minions are are driving around the streets in like snowmobiles and stuff, and they're all like, yeah, it's very Christmas oriented, like the 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 clowns or the ghouls or whatever that are like Again, like the minions essentially are very Christmas oriented. So your um, answer is no, it's not a Christmas movie. I, I yes, my answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> Correct, my answer is no. Okay, uh, but only by reputation. It probably should like the same reasons that Die Hard is. That's a great point. I've never even considered it. That's why I'm saying no. It's a gut thing. All right, um, but it, it definitely could be considered one. I think it kind of helps, or like you kind of lean towards yes, but that's because it's in New York. There's something about New York City, that, or Gotham, I guess in this case, that's kind of Christmassy. I don't know. They've what? Well, so here's the here's the thing. All right. So Die Hard has something to do. The plot has something to do with Christmas, and that that building was pretty empty, and that it was like Christmas was going on, and like yeah, there's, there's a there's Christmas party going here, on. And, Whereas I think Batman, it was almost just for prop sake. Like the, I don't remember the plot having much to do with Christmas. Like, uh, like it's mostly just the penguin kind of trying to get into politics and stuff like he's that. He's got that hat too. Like you'd see like Scrooge would wear too. So he's, there's kind of like yeah. that parallel too, but I don't yeah, know. I think I, it was more, I think I more associated with like, just because he's an Arctic character, you know? There you go. Yeah. Another. Yeah, exactly. Like North Pole or where are penguins from? North Pole, South Pole, South Pole, right? Uh, I believe they're... Yeah, South. It's South. Yeah, I believe so. I'm not sure. Okay. A couple more, three more here. Sound, yeah. of mu Sound of Music. And the reason I bring this up is I was listening to Christmas, Christmas carols. And for whatever reason, these are a few of my favorite things or whatever the name of that song was comes on for Christmas carols. And I don't know how that's mixed up, but I've heard it on multiple stations. But so anyways... Sound of Music, do you consider that a Christmas movie? No, I wouldn't really at all. I mean, I think you bring up an interesting point 
um, and remind me to talk, to bring this up when we're talking about The Simpsons. Um, I know this is a weird. Well, let's pause it. Let's pause it because we're going to get into The Simpsons no. later. So I let know, me just I run know. through so the last two. I'm um, going to say no, but I understand how the association is there for you. Um, in that, like the the uh, that music might be played during it when you're in the, walking through the mall. Or, like, it's just kind of pleasant, like, old-timey music, I feel like, mm-hmm. um, which isn't necessarily Christmas, you know, it's not Christmas-oriented, but it's a pleasant song to listen to around the Christmas time. Yeah. So, anyway. I don't know how it got mixed in, but I've just been hearing it a lot. That's why I asked. Um, so, next- association in, in, in Feel Good is why, again, we'll get back to The Simpsons later. Okay. But Next, um, one, is, next one is Catch Me If You Can with Tom Hanks and, and Leonardo DiCaprio. And the reason I ask is it a Christmas movie is because they give each other a call every year on Christmas. Yeah. Something always happens yeah. around Christmas when, yeah. when no, they meet. That's be. an interesting point. Uh, no is my answer. But no, it's a, I definitely, when I think of that movie, I definitely picture, yeah, because there are conversations every Christmas. I mean, I feel like some decent dialogue, especially important dialogue between the two main characters uh, happens at that time. So I definitely have, there is some association um, with Christmas, but I wouldn't call it a Christmas, I agree. Christmas movie. I agree. So. Last last one I have on here, and it's probably, it is a Christmas movie, but I just wanted to mention it, and hopefully it'll get us into the next category, but was Bad Santa. Have you ever seen Bad Santa? I have. I have. It took me a long time to see that because I wasn't a fan of Billy Billy Bob. Um, Thornton, yeah. And, yeah, I, I, I wasn't a fan of his. I just thought he was kind of a weird dude. So I didn't see it till, and I also didn't, like. I thought like the, use of a, a, a dwarf or a little person was kind of like gratuitous or something like that, or was kind of like bad taste. So I, I actually didn't see it till later on, but it, it's, it, it's funny. It's, it's, a, it, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely a Christmas movie. Yeah, it is funny. It, I think it's underrated. I think is when you mention like the, the comedies that go along with Christmas, I think it often gets left behind. It's a little bit dirtier, but I think it's really, really funny. And it kind yeah, of, it yeah. kind of was one of the first in that whole bad, you know, there's like bad moms, bad, bad teacher, bad. bad yeah, right. it was like the first one to kick off all of those. So, and that's it was. I think it's very. I think it was the original. For Cameron, like Cameron Diaz's and Billy Bob's, Billy Bob Thornton's performances are very, very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, just the apathetic, um, you know, worker that's doing just kind of like the bare minimum, um, and and giving sass and being crass um, at, during during all of it um but but yeah of course that's a christmas movie um okay it's so i know i just wanted that to kind of transition into whatever topics you have because i know comedy is big during christmas well comedy is huge during christmas um but again i think number one is nostalgia and as i had mentioned earlier the the muppets christmas carol is my number one movie that makes me feel like i'm in the basement on Christmas Eve, watching the VHS close to the TV and straight up being merry with Christmas spirit. Gay, if you will. Um, <laughs> you will. Uh, and uh, no, I think it's the, all right. So this, I want to start with the Muppets first because it's my favorite, but also it is a classic story uh, the Christmas Carol, um, but also Michael Caine, Michael Caine is just like kind of one of those like 
he's perfectly cast as Scrooge, I think. Um, he not only was I like just in, I believe that character, um, and it was done in a really, a, a really creepy way. Talk about like, so talk about Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, so Christmas is actually traditionally um, ghost, a, a, a tradition long since past or since forgotten during uh, Christmas was that to tell ghost stories. So this is something that I've been kind of recently, again, I listened to a podcast called Bedtime Stories, which is talks about paranormal stuff and just weird occurrences. We'll call um, them, it's one of our sister podcasts, we'll call it that. Yeah, right. No, we'd be lucky. Yeah, we'd be so lucky. Um, but we're both on Spotify. We can just say that, right? Yeah, so we get exactly. That we share the same platform, sure. <laughs> um, but anyways, so, you know, um, Christmas Carol is, is essentially, it is a ghost story in a way, in that it's, you know, uh, it's supporting actors, supporting characters are ghosts, um, and the ghosts facilitate the, the story. Um, but anyways, uh, that was a, that, that's a tradition that's been long forgotten um, in, in American Christmases, is that, you know, the family gets around together and tells uh, ghost stories of past relatives and how, you know, it's a way to remember people of the past, um, but also, you know, the value of, of life. It's it, it, but it's observing it. It's observing the darkness of the past to appreciate the the light of the present. I think so, that movie's probably been done redone the most out of any Christmas movie. I think you're right. I think the Muppets one is my favorite. I haven't seen them all, but there's there's been a couple flops. I think Jim Carrey was in one. I think he played Scrooge one year. Uh, yeah, I looked he? it up. Yeah, it was yeah, two thousand nine. Isn't that with like Lemony Snicket? Or like, uh, right? He was uh, doing a bunch of those like Johnny Depp role events. Right, he was doing like a bunch of those Johnny Depp roles that like it was kind of like all men's in together, like Mr. Popper's Penguins, The Grinch, uh, Christmas Carol, and whatever. I'm not sure if he did a Christmas Carol. I think he might be. He did. I'm looking at it right now online. He did. He was. He was screwed. Either that, either Christmas Carol or The Grinch has been done the most, I think. I think, um, I mean, I can only remember two Grinches with him and then the original cartoon, but... When I looked it up recently, I think there was like four or five options when I... Because I've actually, this is the first year, this year, last week is the first time that I've seen The Grinch with Jim Carrey. For I, some, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure there. I'm sure there is. And now there's net, now that there's Netflix and Hulu, they have their own separate category for Christmas movies that have been made. Um, which actually, I wanted to bring up one point. I don't know if you watched this, but Crystal's sister got me into these Hallmark movies. Now these are the cheesiest. Like they're not even comedy. They're just like I guess Christmas romantic movies that basically have the same formula. And there's probably forty of them. And they all have a similar plot. And it's just kind of like, you can't help, like, even if you don't like that type of cheese, which I, I didn't think that I did, there's something comforting in formulaic uh, scripts like that, where, you know, woman or man goes to small town, needs to plan a Christmas party, meets this, you know, debonair single that's somehow available still on Christmas. They fight a little bit, and then they end up liking each other. There's a misunderstanding. Then they get back together at the end. I'm telling you, the plot just runs that same that same plot every single time. 
But every single time it's two different actors. So I'm, I'm, I'm just sucked in thinking it's new. Yeah. No, I think it's a miracle. Was it a miracle on 34th street or yep. something like that? That's, That's not a Hallmark of, movie, but it's, yeah. It's kind of that inspiration though. Like I feel like in before my time, the, the typical um, Christmas movie was, was kind of that um, of, you know, based in New York city or Chicago uh, more, um, uh, more industrial like shopping places where like there was some romance that happened. Yeah. Whereas when I, the ones that I grew up with or that kind of were coming out during our time were uh, kind of like more modern Christmas movies. So like, so as we were talking earlier about like defining what a Christmas movie is, it, it like Halloween movies um is is unique in that it's a holiday that has basically an entire genre of movies based after it. um so there's you know there's there's christmas movies that come out every single year like multiple christmas movies that they're just like they're they're you almost do you expect how many how many christmas movies a year do you expect to come out oh my god well i mean growing up probably one or two a year and now that now that we have Netflix and Hulu, like I was saying before, Hallmark, uh, I would say there's probably close to 35, 40 of them a year. Like it, there's so right. many. Like you could it watch be- if you could watch a new Christmas movie from December first to to the New Year if you wanted to this year. Like that's there's tons. There's so many in like the so well yeah streaming platforms of course have increased the you know the amount of content, but I feel like. Um, another, so, um, another new thing that we encountered, not only the oversaturation of, uh, Christmas movies or like the, 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 you know, certain, certain archetypes, like you said, the Hallmark type movies got, are getting replaced with all the, the TV or the streaming shows. So a lot of streaming shows have Christmas specials now. So like, what we think of nostalgia, like Maddie's been wanting to watch a lot of the old office episodes mm-hmm. around Christmas or, and you, uh, we had mentioned the Simpsons earlier. Yeah. Um, I think it's very similar. Like with the hollow, like just because of like the schedule of some of these network shows, there's always, there's always the Halloween edition. There's always the, the Christmas episode. In fact, I think you're, we were saying it before you were talking to me before on the podcast that the very first episode of the simpsons was a christmas movie yeah well they or i'm sorry uh, was a christmas episode christmas episode right where they get santa's little helper um yeah and because we can picture the the animation all crappy you know but i i guess they had released it and there was such um such a bad response from the fans about the animation that they they took it back and then re-released it again. Yeah. The animation was so bad. I remember like those first clips. It almost looks like the family's just melting because the like the animation <laughs> like you they it can't stand up. Like no one can stand up straight. Everyone looks like they've got the shakes because you know how how bad they put that together and the lack of technology. So, but also it, it was the script they knew it was really good. They just needed the animation to catch up. But anyways, back to Christmas stuff and I, and uh and in tv shows and stuff you and i growing up yeah there was a, a ton of christmas uh, movies that came out every year but i think we looked forward to like the 
Mr. Hankey's, like the South Parks. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, like that's the classic. Musicals, the Simpsons specials, the the Office, the what else? I mean, it seems like I'm sure Friends. Maddie watches Friends a lot too. Like all these, all these like feel good shows. Yeah, Seinfeld. Do, with, Seinfeld with the nip slip. Elaine's a nip slip in her Christmas card. Right, that's right. Which which is interesting, Doug. Do they ever mention the any? Does any Seinfeld um, character mention that they're Jewish? Besides, like Uncle Leo, maybe. Like, does Jerry or George or like? Do you ever remember them mentioning like they don't celebrate Hanukkah or anything like that? I was thinking about this the other because I watched the Christmas episode and like they never, although they're so clearly like you know Jewish dudes living in. Yeah, living in New York, they never like George's dad celebrates the the Festivus. Uh, Festivus, yeah, exactly. But and that's in Rebellion of Christmas. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I don't know what the what the choice was, but you're right. They they hardly mention it if if at all. And I mean, I like, think it's I'm just either assumed or if they tried to just you know appeal to the to the greater audiences out there rather than making it like a Jewish show, you know, because probably at the time that was probably still something that that would scare audiences away if you did that. So I, I really don't know. I really don't know why they don't really hone in on that, but it's clear that it is. But anyways, <clears throat> it, it, I just thought that was an interesting tidbit that Maddie and I were discussing recently too. Um, but I think again. The, the shows that we get into, um, The Simpsons and stuff, uh, even rewatching the the first season of Simpsons, for some reason, I feel like there's a couple of snow episodes. Um, and it just, for some reason, that first season that makes me feel like around Christmas time. And in, in South Park, too, because I, for Christmas, used to give you maybe like six, seven, eight years right that I would give you a season of South Park. Oh, I, st- I still have them. I still have them. Yeah, I think I actually have one in the, the bookcase behind me. But so many good episodes of of all of them. It's between them, South Park, and Simpsons. Like who did Christmas be- best? Because like, <laughs> there's like I think that I, actually I think both the Simpsons and South Park started. So remember, I think uh, it was like the first internet clip I've ever seen. One of the first internet clips I ever saw was. Jesus versus Santa in a in a boxing match with the boys just like the claymation or it wasn't claymation it was like cut animation and they're going it was like construction paper yeah and they don't explain that they're from South Park or anything you just think it's Christmas because they're all in their coats and and hats and everything like that and that just took off that just kind of stayed throughout the entire show but they they originated as a Christmas uh, clip as well. So that's why I wanted to, you know, earlier when we were talking about, you know, the association of Christmas with Sound of Music, like this, I, I think the first seasons of South Park and Chris, and, excuse me, Simpsons, for me, have like a, a Christmas vibe to them, or like remind me of Christmas for some reason. And whether that's because I gave you those, or we would just, you know, those were ones like uh, that we would watch you know, when we were kids, because those were coming out, you know, in the mid early 90s when our most prominent Christmas memories were happening. Yeah. Um, you know, those were the things that we were, were looking forward to. But yeah, but no. So so I mean, it, would you, do you lean towards like watching shows or movies when it comes to Christmas time? Like, are you because I think when we were talking about Halloween, we were just saying like, yeah, the 
Treehouse of Terror, Treehouse of Horror, and like all like the you know the Halloween specials that they have. That's kind of more how got us in the mood. It, is is that the same for you with Christmas, or you do you lean towards movies? I personally lean towards like the Christmas Vacation, the um, you know just just different types of movies. Home Alone, gotta mention Home Alone and Home Alone too. Like those those are definitely Christmas movies and stuff that gets me in the mood. But like, what about you? Like, is it shows? No, or- I, gotta, I gotta say it shows. Honestly, when I'm sitting here looking off, like I'm thinking about the Hey Arnold's. You know, I'm thinking about. All of the TV shows that uh, the cartoons and stuff I watched as a young kid that had Christmas specials um, that I would look forward to because they were new every year. Um, but also, like there, there's there's an element of, of of fantasy in Christmas that I think why I'm like partial to the Muppets and to the Grinch is one of my absolute favorites, and not the Jim Carrey the original Dr. Seuss drawing, mm-hmm. uh, or the drawing, hand-drawn cartoons. Um, there's something about those tactile things, and by tactile I mean things you can see, like the Muppets are are, are, are fantastical, but they're real, like in a sense. Uh, same with the hand-drawn cartoons of uh, the Dr. Seuss stuff, or uh, the Grinch, or Hey Arnold, or... Uh, um, you know, Rugrats or Doug or something like it was all hand drawn. So for me, um, it went along with the element of fantasy of Christmas. Um, and again, which we were talking about in our last podcast, it allowed me to suspend reality a little bit further and just kind of go with whatever the story was. So I'll, I'll, um, I'll go even further to like, and you're, you're old enough to remember like the Rudolph and like the stop motion, you know, abominable snowman frosty, I yeah. think was cartoon, but like, those are like even generations before us, but like, yeah. that's the type of stuff too, that you're talking about. And yeah, yeah. Thank you for mentioning that because definitely Frosty and Rudolph were some of my favorite ones as a kid. And I, could, yeah, it's the stop motion claymation uh, stuff that was. I almost I grew out of that because of Nickelodeon and Disney and all that stuff that was going on. They replaced that, but I remember at, at Grandma Sally's house, you know, a lot of that classic Christmas stuff. That classic claymation was. You know, definitely associated. So I think that 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 tactileness or that you know being able to grasp whatever you're watching is was an important part of of, of Christmas movies for me for sure. Um, and and I think maybe that's that 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 is when a, a young mind reacts to those things like the Sesame Street characters and stuff. Like young minds react to stuff like that. And I think that's when like my my best spirit of Christmas or like my most fantastical mind around Christmas was, you know? Yeah. So I wonder what generations today, like kids that are growing up today consider like Christmas movies. Like I know we're at us as our, our generation that are now parents are passing down the classics to them, the home alones, the, you know, the frosties, whatever. But like, so I mean, Frozen's obviously a huge, a huge movie in, kids and just you know kids growing up today like i guess there's snow there's snowmen like is that a christmas movie and like it's a christmas movie though it's just about frozen like two frozen princesses okay so so what would be their christmas movies today like what's the new stuff that's coming out that's like i know there's just so many options on netflix but is there like 
trying to think is there like christmas movies that are coming out that are like the premier christmas movie like that's a great no i i not that i'm aware of i mean that i i really don't know of you know i don't have kids or anything so i'm not sure what that you that you know of I don't know what the young folk. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, I don't know what the young folks are are watching, but I, I would imagine it'd be uh, a similar more shows and stuff like that too. They, I think there's 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 just there's so many shows. options, right? It's it's just tough, right? But I think I think the the I'm sure the ones that keep getting remade, like you mentioned before, the Christmas Carol um, is just like a classic. You know, a classic movie that I like. You could put fake characters in, um, you know, or you know, throughout any time. Um, so, so speaking of that, I actually have a, a, a little exercise that we can do. Um, and because there's so many, Phil and I, I think, struggled a little bit to come up with a Christmas idea for what to do for a podcast because every Christmas movie is either. It's been seen so many times that we just know we just know it inside and out. So right. we want to do we like to do something a little different. So we thought about uh, do we thought about just talking about Christmas vacation. We've got a lot of requests to to do the like a deep dive into Home Alone, but I just feel like it's all been done. So Dog came up with this idea here that we're gonna try. Right. So so because the Christmas Carol can be used and you know plug any time period into it, I want to construct our very own uh, parody movie about Christmas movies uh, entitled Not Another Christmas Movie. So, <laughs> well, I mean, born- this is definitely going to eventually be done. Like, I feel like they do this for all, but we're here. The jerks, the jerks have got the first swing at it. So the idea, again, like Not Another Teen Movie is a parody movie of all, of all teen movies, high school movies. This is a our, our creation of called not another Christmas movie with you know all the Christmas archetypes. So and you said we're using Christmas the Christmas Carol as kind of like a loose template for all this. Yeah. So right off the bat, who would you who would you cast as Scrooge? Uh, I mean, just not even thinking, I would put I don't know Christopher Lloyd. So Doc from Back to the Future is maybe he'd be my Scrooge. I feel like maybe he's already done it. I don't know, but that that that's the first one that came to mind. So I'm gonna throw a curveball. I'm gonna choose Nick Cage as Scrooge. Um, <laughs> as, as he's getting older, like he's that long hair and he just like like Wicker Man style overacting. He just all right. Spirit, spirit, why would you show me? <laughs> Acting wise, he'd be good, but like fundamentally, they're like two different people. Nick Cage just spends all his money and gives his money away like haphazardly, and Scrooge is you know shaving every penny off of a Christmas bonus. But I, I get you. I, I like it. I'm on board. You know, actually, before you keep going, you know that Nick Cage did a did a Christmas movie. One of my buddies was was telling me him, John Levitz, and Dana Carvey did this movie called Trapped in Paradise. So he's done a Christmas movie. I've never seen it before, but it's it's got to be terrible. Yeah, that just sounds awful. <laughs> Nick Cage and comedy shouldn't shouldn't mix, but at least yeah, inten- like Nick Cage and intentional that, comedy shouldn't mix. That went straight to uh, straight to VHS or DVD back in the day. I didn't stay in theaters. All right, I got right, you so, on track. So Nick Cage is your Ebenezer Scrooge. Nick Cage is Scrooge. Um, who who would you cast as the first ghost? So like. So which the, one's the, the scary ghost? ghost? Like there's there's the ghost of Christmas, Christmas present, past, and future, right? Yep. 
So the, the present is the first one. And we can cast anyone we want. So, mm-hmm. all right, I need a little bit more background. Like, is this a comedy? Is this a drama? Is this supposed to be scary? Like, All right, being true jerks, I feel like it needs to be kind of like with the tone of Adam Sandler or Chris Farley. So it's a comedy for sure. So if, if we're doing it, it's a comedy starring Nick Cage, like this, a self-aware older Nick Cage. Okay. Um, and he's just like kind of willing to do anything uh, okay. at this right. point. So, I mean, years. I mean, whoever has the cha- the most chains, you got to give it to Jim Carrey because I feel like he's just rubber and would just be like way over the top with the chain. So which one is that? That is that past? Is that Christmas past? Yeah, so like the, the, the Marley brothers, the, the Marley and Marley, oh, the, those, the ghosts are the, so the ghosts of his old business partners come back to him. That's who you're thinking of with the chains. Okay. Um, and that, that could be Jim Carrey, definitely, like in a Tim Burton style, you know, floppy ghost stuff. But so so that could be his old uh, his his old business partner. But the ghost of Christmas present was like a little floating little ghost. So I, I would choose Dakota Fanning back back in her young <laughs> self, like floating through in a white robe, just being like and then the ghost of Christmas present. And then, yeah. So, <laughs> so when you like, say that, I think of, remember when Eric Cartman dressed up as the Tooth Fairy? Like, <laughs> yeah, okay, so you'd have Cartman. So that's fine. This is our movie. Yeah, like, all right. Then Eric Cartman, yeah, as the, as the Tooth Fairy. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's like the little girl who brings him and shows him Christmas present. All right. Uh, or wait, no, is that Christmas past or Christmas present? No, we'll that's go, Christmas we'll say present. Yeah. Right. And then, no, no, that's Christmas past because he takes her or she takes his hand and flies him back into the into the past. Anyways, so who would be the this is a working ghost? project, by the way, everyone, this is a working project. So who, what, what's the next one? Who would be the second one? It would be the uh, the uh, the big the big goofy jovial character is Christmas past. All right, so everyone loves Raymond. I'm gonna give it to Robert from Everyone Loves Raymond. No idea what that actor is, but he is the biggest, goofiest guy that I can think of, with that deep voice. And he's just even he's probably only like six five, but he feels like he's just like a clumsy six, or he feels like he's like a clumsy seven two. So, and he's got that deep voice. I could see him dressed up as a ghost. I'm gonna go with him. Don't don't even know his name. I, I like it. I just especially because of his voice. Uh, but I would want Jack Black. So we got Nick Cage as Ebenezer Scrooge with Jack Black taking him to Christmas Pass and just like you know moving around a lot and rubbing his belly. And if he's uh, big, then we'll we'll get his Gulliver Travels makeup crew back and and make him seem bigger than he is because Jack Black's like five five. So <clears throat> so all right. The final ghost would be. You know, like the death style character, the Grim Reaper style character. Yeah. Um, but you'd have to put a face to it. So who would you choose? Oh, man. I mean, we're running out of characters here. So just because we're the jerks, I'm going to throw Leo in that role. We got we can't have a jerks movie without Leo in it. So I trust Leo to pull off any role. And I'm just going to put him in that and trust that he gives me the performance of a lifetime. I'm going to keep him on screen the longest, too. It's going to feel like his movie and not Ebenezer Scrooge's movie. Well, as he gets older, he might be able to pull it off, actually. Okay. Uh, that, 
uh, Leo as Ebenezer Scrooge. Um, but my my choice for the last ghost is going to be Johnny Depp. And by the way, although this is a comedy, Tim Burton is is somehow the director. Oh, yeah. Is there enough white face makeup on set for this movie? <laughs> <laughs> so we got we got Nick Cage and Johnny Depp, who doesn't say anything. It's he's basically Edward Scissor's hands. Um, <laughs> oh, he knows how to play that role. He's done it forty times. The ghost of of Christmas to, to come. Um, and uh, yet to come, and yeah, he's just some ghoulish, some ghoulish creature who okay, who so, so the air of his ways. Nick Cage just wailing and overacting, and then and then they come back and all right. So, but who's Bob Cratchit? Bob Cratchit. So like the Kermit the co- the Frog. Yeah, I got like you. T- Tiny Tim's dad. So let me start with Tiny Tim. Another jerk yeah. thing. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna turn back the clock and put Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Tiny Tim. <laughs> I feel like he could play a good gimp, and he'd he'd wear one of those Tiny Tim hats pretty good too. I feel like he was made to wear one of those. Um, and then his dad. Yeah. Eh, why don't we make that Bruce Willis? Bruce Willis. Yeah. Uh, all right. I actually like that. I would honestly. I'm gonna go Brad Pitt because I feel like he's got the range. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he play a. He played a. I think Brad Pitt would play a bit British guy a little a lot better too. So yeah, let's go with Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, and then uh, yeah, my tiny Tim would probably be. Um, oh, let's see. My tiny Tim would be Jimmy Volmer from South Park. <laughs> no, it would be the the kid from Stranger Things with the gap in his teeth, just so I could see him killed off somewhere. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but did that guy surgic like I think we've talked about this on a podcast, but did he have his teeth surgically removed so he could just always be the cute kid? No, I'm sure he actually has some like deficiency or uh, or not deficiency, but uh, some some reason he some medical reason he can't grow teeth correctly or something. Well, so I feel do, like they people do that. People take out teeth for roles like Jim Carrey. Like he really had that chipped tooth for Dumb and Dumber. Like. I, it's, no, not, yeah. it's not unheard of. I, I don't think that's it. Well, we, we, but there's definitely been actors who have, you know, changed their bodies or, or permanently changed their look in order to, you know, do a role. Anyways. So, yeah, I think that's, that's like all of the main characters for that. Finally, who would you have as your director? Or who do we want as directing this film? So, I, I said earlier, I think, uh, what's his name? Uh, Johnny Depp's boy. Oh, Bert, uh, Tim Burton. Burton. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just... Just to give it kind of a, well, I only said that because Johnny Depp was it. But who would direct it? Um, let's see. I don't know. Who do, who do you got? You want to give Johnny Wu another chance after it? <laughs> Who's Johnny Wu? Wasn't that the guy who did Swordfish? Like he was the director. I don't know. Um, all right. I mean, yeah, Tim Burton's the obvious choice. I mean, we could do Spielberg. I feel like does a bunch of these Christmas movies too. I mean, money's not an issue here, right? Let's just do. Uh, let's give Jordan oh. Peele. Oh, okay, let's give was, Jordan you know what? Peele I was gonna. Ch- I was gonna say Trey Parker or uh, um, Trace. What is it? I always get these two mixed up. Matt Stone and yeah, Trey, Trey Parker, Trey, but that would Trey be Trey Parker. Matt Stone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That gives it too much of a comedian vibe. So, yeah, either Tim Burton or you like right Jordan Peele. That'd be good. Actually, no. Let's let's let M Night Shyamalan do this, and then. <laughs> The proper twist at the end 
is that uh, he was actually he's dead the whole time and he missed his chance. Nick Cage missed his chance, actually. So it's a new take on the Christmas Carol. So even though this movie was supposed to be called Not Another Christmas Movie, it's just a Christmas Carol with <laughs> a jerk twist. Um, All right. But, yeah, we but did, just we... to, uh, there should be some parody with not another Christmas movie or some shit like that. All right. So if anyone has heard this, if any screenwriters or producers have heard the jerks stumble through the last ten minutes, make us an offer. Our talent comes cheap. Honestly, just you listening is is like a gift in itself. <laughs> that's a present <laughs> if you. That's a present to us if you've made it this far. So thanks, guys, and uh, hope you have a merry Christmas. Yeah, man. Well, dog, I think this is a good spot to end, so I hope that you have a Merry Christmas. And uh, hopefully that bonus check is in the mail so you can finally put that pool in that you've been talking about. Dog, any bonus check that comes in is going towards your Jelly of the Month Club, but <laughs> so that's, that's all you're getting for Christmas this uh, year. It's better than I got last year. All right. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And a Happy New Year.